another edition of Mr. Nice Guy, everybody. I'm Ben Slowey, and joining me this afternoon, um, I've got with me a singer-songwriter who's currently based in Oshkosh. Uh, he's got a, a newly mixed version of an old song called Key to My Heart that uh, mm-hmm. came out not too long ago. Uh, fantastic track. Go listen to it. Um, I'm uh, pleased to, um, to, to welcome the unknown king himself, Dylan Finley joining me no. today. Dylan, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Thank you for having me. It's crazy. <laughs> Long time coming, right? Yes. Yes, it is. Mm. Yeah, man. How, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well, all things considered. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. I woke up not too long ago, guzzled some coffee, and here we are. Yeah. Um, yeah, what what have you been up to so far today? Well, um, catching up on some AEW, some wrestling, um, and where I sit right now, it, it's the studio space, my little corner of my apartment, so just trying to see what I can come up with. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, um, it's, um, it's kind of, I mean, it's a heavy week. Uh, a lot of really unfortunate shit oh, yeah. going on. Um, I'm really fucking sick of racist, stupid people. Right? Um, <sighs> it is. Uh, yeah, I've I've been talking to a therapist and people about it like that, and what I'm feeling is I'm I'm empathetically tired. Mm. It's not like it's not like the selfish sort of physical tired, where it's just like like oh man, I didn't get enough sleep. It's like just the heaviness in the world. Yeah. I'm tired of that. And it just seems like, like everyone that's out there trying to fix it, like trying to make things better. They're just being stopped at every step of the way by everyone else who is just really seeking this normal, even if the normal was flawed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, I think, um, uh, the phrase empathetically tired is pretty accurate because it's like, we're tired of those with lack thereof, you know, where <laughs> yeah. it's like, they're literally like this, you know, video circulating of what happened and there's still people making justifications and yeah. searching for loopholes. And it's like, <laughs> no, why are you so fucking like, why is it so hard for you to just admit that racism is a problem? You know, or that you shouldn't murder people, even (laughs) if you're a fucking cop. Right. It's like, it's, it's shouldn't be a political statement to be a good person. That's right. It's like, it's, it's really down to that. Like that should not be a deciding factor of just like being a good person that people should not be murdered. Like, right. You wouldn't think that would be controversial. Yeah. It just seems like this sort of light bulb, like doy sort of thing, but just not a lot of people are like, it seems like more and more are like off board or just like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't man. know, man. I don't know. I'm likely going to be doing a lot of marching this weekend. Um, great. I think uh, me, myself and some comrades are heading down to Kenosha tomorrow. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we have to, one of our friends got, uh, arrested last night so oh, shit. we have to yeah I'm, we're trying to band together right now as a group but 
But uh, good for you, man. Thanks, man. I but you know for now, uh, <laughs> let's talk about some music. So right, what yes. Talk, so what we talked about on Mr. Nice Guy is uh, love and fear, passion and creativity, and mm-hmm. you've been a, a, a supporter and friend of the show for a while now. Um, I've been following your music. I, um, you know, I remember when you dropped Key to My Heart a couple months ago. And yeah. I was just, you know, head over heels about it. Like, oh, I was so excited. I was so excited. Like, because I don't hear songs like that too much in the Milwaukee music scene that are like a piano rock. Like, there's not a lot yeah. of piano rock. No, it's. It's really just a testament to my roots, honestly. Just like that's, like that's the music I came up with. Like even if more people around my area know me for like the the hip hop stuff, it's like that. That's really where I came from. It's just like the Elton John, classic rock, sort of world. Totally. Yeah. And I don't want to be like put in a box either. I just write what feels natural or just what feels right. And if it happens to be the piano ballad for that moment, I wrote that for my wife actually. And we just had our two year anniversary of marriage on Tuesday. Congratulations. Thank you. It's, it's been awesome. It's been a wonderful time. Good. Shout out to wife. Um, Yeah, man. I um, also the, the killer baseline, like that baseline just bites so hard oh, yeah. in that song, man. Um, yeah, I was gonna say for the people that haven't heard it, I play everything except drums on that. Um, the drummer on that is a, a friend of mine from school named Megan Clark. She's down in Nashville doing good things right now. But that was something that we did while we both were in school. And yeah, that it's. I my dad was a bass player. So I grew up kind of following him around, watching him play, and I just I feel like I get a lot of my bass sensibility from him, just kind of the way he would approach things. Oh yeah, well that's a good segue into talking a little bit about growing up. Like I want to hear a little bit about music in your life. Like, mm-hmm. When did uh, it all kind of start for you? Well, I do think that. Um, Music's been a pretty big part of my life, my entire life. I'm originally from Oconomowoc, and I lived there pretty much until the 2013 when Ashley and I moved up to Oshkosh to do school for that. And yeah, just listening to a lot of Kiss back in the day. Kiss is my favorite, dad's favorite band. Oh, yeah. So there was a lot of Kiss. Um, I know my mom will talk about uh, me dancing around a Trans-Siberian orchestra. Yeah. Just cute things like that. And I know I'm thinking too, like, and for a long time, I was just kind of like a passive consumer for it. Um, until I want to say like fifth or sixth grade for me, I heard Master of Puppets by Metallica. And I had never heard anything like that before. And that just something clicked in that after listening to that. I'm like, all right, I need to do this. I just, whatever that means, I need to do it for my life. (laughs) And I started, (laughs) yeah, started playing guitar, started writing music in 2006. Mm. And, and, uh, 
it's crazy too. If you, I have a EP called shine forever and the music on there is that old. Damn. Honestly. Like, yeah. yeah. It's that old. Honestly, I just wanted to, I wanted to redo it because a little later on down the line, like when I was in middle school and high school, I would go over to uh, my dad has, a, and I have a friend named Phil. He, they work together and he has a studio in his house in McGuanago, but it wasn't like the, it's not like the computer or anything. It's just a digital setup yeah. without a computer. And I was recording the songs I wrote at the time with him. And that really just taught me how studio sessions work. Just like the discipline that it takes to make something from nothing how satisfying that is and that just yeah i would work on that stuff work on that stuff that just never ended up coming out um and then i got like a laptop in high school i got reason which is the software i use hmm. and then yeah it wasn't until high school uh where i started listening to rap i listened to it through my friend tyson who's down in Florida right now. And he just introduced me to like the, the NWA, the Kanye West, yeah. all of that stuff that ended up being hugely influential. And I started like learning my software, kind of making beats for him. And then it just kind of evolved from there to be like, oh, what if I started rapping? Or like, what if I started writing raps and then that turned into my unknown king record that came out in 2015. No, that's that's cool. It's sort of, so it's been a journey, I'll tell you that. Yeah, it sounds like you've been um you know, you uh ventured into different um ambitions with your sound. Mm -hmm. um, it's cool. Like it's funny you mentioned Kiss cuz I remember like Kiss was one of those bands where like when I was I actually used to like hate on them so much <laughs> i remember I, I so i worked at a concert venue back in illinois and okay. worked a kiss show one time i remember i was just so annoyed by like i just it was just a bunch of like um like old crusty white people and they'd bring like their kids and <laughs> come with like the gene simmons uh outfits and the makeup and everything and i was yeah. just like what the fuck is this but then, like, so I used to, like, hate on them a lot. Yeah. But then when I actually, like, listened to, like, Destroyer mm, and those yeah. records, I was like, no, dude. Love it, it. Like, these like it's solid shit. Yeah. It holds it, up. It does. Kiss is actually one of the best rock bands ever. Um, Why they're not in the Hall of Fame at this point, even though they've been eligible for, like, 25-plus years, blows yeah. my mind. Yeah. It's and beyond I mean, like, me why that they haven't been, like, considered or whatever yeah and i mean like i hate gene simmons as a person right he's an asshole we can agree yeah. on that but i also hate morrissey as a person but i love oh yeah stuff. holy shit <laughs> i hate Bono as a person but i love you too i hate a lot of these there's a lot of assholes in rock there's lars right. when we were talking about metallica you know mm. lars Ulrich's a fucking prick but i right. saw metallica i did talk to i saw metallica at lollapalooza actually in 2015 oh. I did too. Holy shit. Yeah, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the same crowd then. 
That was the best weekend because Paul McCartney being there the night before, whole, like I was there that whole weekend. Like yeah. that was great. I think they uh, mm. I think they closed their set out with Master of Puppets or like it was either that or um the fuck uh maybe Enter Sandman. It was something big, something yeah. classic. Yeah, but that was that was definitely a bucket list show. <sighs> um, killer shit. Oh yeah. That was like the second time I saw him too, because I saw him Death Magnetic at the Bradley Center too, with my sad. pops. But yeah, I just for a long time I would meet up with some friends I have in Chicago, just do the whole uh, Lollapalooza weekend, and I hadn't been able to do that just with school, and now the pandemic pretty much yeah. stopped that. Yeah, <laughs> this year I, I used to go every year too. I um, it was kind of like. My like when I was in college, it was like my friends and I's reunion thing. We would do ah, every gotcha. year. Where we would gotcha. get like a, we'd get like a place downtown. We would do the whole weekend. And the last year I went was 2016, mm, which was yeah. like Chili Peppers and Radiohead and uh, yes, LCD Sound System. And it was that was a great last year to go. Um, but after a while, I just got too anxious around the crowds. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a big uh, yeah. These friends that I go with are uh, are older, so yeah. There's definitely there's that aspect for sure. Like, I think my friend Dawn, they, she's been traveling with them like that long. Like when they used to travel, she'd travel with them. So yeah. is that, that definitely that aspect of just like things catching up with you and and yeah, definitely like the anxious aspect of it. I want to say that might have been the last year I was able to go too. And mainly for me, it was a, a money thing and actually not, uh, be, not it being her thing. Yeah. She's not, yeah. a, she's not big on the fact that they keep the lineup secret until you buy the ticket. And then even when it does come out, it's not her thing mainly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you would have like asked me 10 years ago, like, I would have been so convinced that the lineup was just going to be outstanding. Cause that was when like indie rock and indie bands just oh, yeah. at their peak and they're playing all weekend, every single year. Yeah. And like, I listen to a lot of indie stuff. So like, yeah, I would, but then yeah, after a while, it just kind of got a little stale. I mean, there would still be bands and artists I would really love to see, but I'd rather at this point just see them in like, you know, their individual concerts and whatever. Right. Yeah. Especially, yeah, especially with the state of the world now, it's just harder and harder to justify like going out or there's like, there's this meme on Twitter. I keep, or Facebook, I keep seeing of the concerts in the UK and they have like the sequestered little yeah. platforms and stuff and, people like oh this is how live music's gonna be now and i'm just here like great yeah i love that like i could just yeah. like sit down and just like be with my people and not have to like i am 1000 percent supportive of that yeah i saw that too i would have been fine with that as well like i <laughs> i i don't i'm not you know, I hate, I get claustrophobic and stuff. Right, like, yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather just stick to my people. Yeah. Um, I saw a, a tweet that came this, this, this week that was like, 
Smash Mouth concert linked to Spike and coronavirus. And I was like, Ah, because Sturgis, man. (laughs) Those bikers in Sturgis, like, like, yeah, there's a lot of people up there. My father-in-law tattoos, and he had gone up there a couple times uh, in the past few years doing tattoos with friends up there, but yeah, we were all just like when they announced that was happening. We we're like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah, they're gonna get all those bikers up there with the state of the world. Of course that. Of course, people are gonna get the COVID there. Like, right. yeah, of course. So dumb. So dumb. <laughs> so Dylan, um, yeah. So where did you kind of develop the unknown king uh, identity? Yeah, that's. That's an interesting question because I still even think that's something I'm that's all that's been in process like what that exactly means I'm still trying to figure that out but like just like the the concept itself um I had been watching Breaking Bad at the time oh yeah and uh just like the the Heisenberg thing and I got the poster right over here yeah <laughs> all hail the king yeah, it's just, and I just made the the song after watching some episodes of that, and I couldn't even tell you just like where the title even came from. I was also just kind of looking at the uh, of pictures of just like I know one that in particular that stuck out to me. I don't know if you're much of a gamer, but there's I, uh, I used to be. I used to be. Okay, so there's there's Conker's Fad Bad Fur Day from Rare on the Nintendo 64. And the opening cut scene of that, it kind of starts it's one of those ones that starts you off at the end and then he's like, "Oh, this is how I got to this point." And like some of the first things you see there is just Conker, like the character just sitting on this throne and he's got a crown on, he's got all these people around, but he looks so pissed off. And he just looks so sad to be there. So just kind of trying to build off this sort of thing of like like a tortured sort of, just kind of a more complex sort of character. But yeah, and then when the album came out that just sort and people in my area heard it, that just sort of like became the nickname. Like people would start to refer to me as the Unknown King, so... Yeah, from there, like I said, I'm just trying to figure out like what that means as like a persona, is like branding. I haven't done much in the way of live performances in quite a while, so there hasn't been that opportunity to like make it like a stage persona. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I've seen the, the pictures of you with the crown. Yeah, Evan. Evan taking those a few years back. He did such a good job with that. Um, yeah, I mean, it sounds like, I mean, that's kind of cool that you're sort of like, um, you know, unpacking what that potential is in that, in the brand of the Mm -hmm. I feel like in a way I'm kind of Mr. Nice guy in the same way where it's like, yeah, I don't really quite know why I connected with that phrase so much, but Mm -hmm. I did. And I'm still kind of learning like what that means to me. And, um, and I, I'm kind of at the point where it's like, you know, I think I generally am just curious about a lot of things in the world. And I mm-hmm. want to, you know, connect with people and learn about 
people and what they do yeah because it interests me and so in your way it's like you're finding that like the royalty within yourself yeah i'm gonna say i'm off i'm i'm pretty hard on myself i set pretty high expectations for myself so yeah that that aspect of just like it's just like a self-respect sort of thing or just like like putting yourself up on a pedestal like where you know you can sit i know being a wrestling fan too there's a lot of that aspect in there of like the character of like it being a separate thing but i also kind of see it like clark kent and superman where they have similar like even though people like Clark Kent and Superman are different entities that people see differently. They, they are like morally the same. Yeah. It's not like a wrestling character where you could be like a villain. You could be, or you could be like a nice guy, a nice chill dude in real life. And then you're just a heel at the shows and everything like to be, it's more like, like the unknown King is like a separate thing from me personally, but it, there's also a lot of myself in him. Yeah. Yeah. There's the, the layers. You know? Yeah. 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 I, um, I, I relate to that a lot for sure. So, um, so like, yeah. What were your live shows like when they were a th- Like, were you, was that mo- mostly when you were doing the hip hop stuff? Um, it started off that way and there was, a. Uh, uh, my buddy uh, Alec, uh, DJ Ten Speed, up here, um, he would uh, back me up on the decks when I did hip hop shows. And probably the the biggest thing that happened in regard to that um, happened pretty shortly after I originally put the album out. Um, I was selected by my school to like. There's this by gosh fest that happens at the end of every year where it's just like a like a carnival sort of thing, but they also get like a big headline artist that can like play college, the college circuit or whatever, but like a big headline artist over there. I opened up for Time Flies. Oh, wow. Back in maybe like two weeks after I put the album out. Yeah. So like I, I was still pretty green on the songs anyways. Like it was just so, it still felt so new, like, but I think the show went well and yeah, that was probably the biggest thing that happened in the regards of the hip hop shows. Eventually, um, particularly like in 2017, 2018, I did a lot of shows where I just brought the acoustic guitar and, uh, just like a rap Bob Dylan or some shit like that. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> but, but yeah, I haven't really done much live shows since, uh, it's like, 2018 since like around my wedding because like obviously that takes a lot of preparation and then so much has happened in the past couple years of just me trying to get affairs in order just trying to figure out what the next thing really is yeah you sound uh you sound like you're a pretty eccentric artist when it comes to like you know style and aesthetic and Mm -hmm. you know just your um the the many different influences you had which is a great thing um Mm -hmm. 
you know, I think those are some of the, just the best and most creative artists. I guess what enticed you to sort of do the remix of the Key to My Heart song? Well, honestly, it's because I, like I know, I, we had, I had kind of said it was a distribution thing. Um, for whatever reason, when I was getting everything typed into CD Baby, get it sent out, after it got uploaded, I saw that I had put the explicit tag somehow on there. And, and once it's out there, like at least in CD Baby's case, once it's out there, you can't really have it changed unless you put something else out. And then so I'm already, I was already kind of in the mode of the remixing The Unknown King, which is one of the projects that I have in the docket is remixing that getting that remastered re-releasing that so I was already kind of in like the mode of just doing things over mm -hmm. so I'm like all right you know I can clean this up a little bit and I could just put it out like a remix so that uh it's not labeled explicit incorrectly yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like little because the little things like that if they're like it's OCD-ish sort of tendency where it's just like, that would just bother me. Yeah. If I just left, I left it like that even for way too long as it is before I realized like that it was labeled explicit. <laughs> so I'm just like, all right, this is going to bother me. I need to do something about this. So that, that was the best, that was the best solution that I came up with. I think just doing it over, re-putting it out. I think you succeeded stuff. there then. Thank you. You're welcome. Tell me about uh, like Oshkosh music, like the scene. Like, I don't. I mean, I've heard that people like music up there, like in that area. Oh yeah, definitely. I know when I moved up there, um, and like when I there was definitely like the people there doing it, and a lot of people that I'm still uh, close with. Um, like artists like Alexander J and uh, Keeg in particular. I've, uh, I still talk to you quite a bit. We still collaborate in the, in ways. Um, For sure. And yeah, it was just, uh, and it definitely was this whole is, it, it was like that microcosm really. I was just like, it was a very tight knit group and we all, we're fans of each other just as people and as musicians. And we would just, um, and we would just kind of support each other in that way. And then as things kind of like changed and mutated, um, yeah, it's definitely different up here now, but, and there's, yeah, it's just like, everyone's kind of their like own Island now. Yeah. Um, Although I I do have to shout out Kenny Hoopla. Oh yeah, big shout out to Kenny. Yes, he's blowing he, up. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, dude. I just saw that he put out a they're like he got grandson on a song today or something or like like they collaborated on something and yeah, just definitely watching him blow up, knowing that he did like an Apple Music interview from Oshkosh was just huge. Yeah. And I I would love to meet dude someday. Like I have nothing but love and admiration for that man. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that's massive. I would love to meet him one day as well. Um, I'm sure he's, you know, got his hands full right now. But right, yeah. Whenever, whenever we it's get deserved. any. It's deserved. Yeah. It's well deserved. Totally. Absolutely. And it's just always so exciting when any artist hailing from Wisconsin gets that sort of like stardom recognition. Oh, yeah. Because there are a lot of real gems um, that I hope the same for um, in the time to come. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I think of like Webstrax offhand. Oh, yeah. Always I, been, always been a fan of him. Like, classic, always been a fan of him. Classic is so dope. He is one of the most interesting and uh, innovative artists. I, if you ask oh, me. yeah. For sure. Yeah. He doesn't For even sure. like plan his sets really. He kind of <laughs> just like improvises a lot of his shit. And it's beautiful. It is. <laughs> It is. Um, what are you working on now? Like, I, I know that obviously, like, it's it's sort of like um, an ambiguous time when it comes to, oh, like, yeah. you know, what people can work on or right. get out to play more. But, yeah, tell me about what's yeah. Going on. Yeah, and I was thinking, too, like, kind of leading up to us talking. Like, if this had happened when we originally planned it, I would have had a totally different answer for a question like that. I think I, most people would have. I would have had a totally different answer. As of right now, musically, um, I think the main thing is reworking the Unknown King album get, and uh, re-releasing that. And that's mainly he held up at this point by um, me not being able to see uh, my friend David Pedela up in Manasha. He helped me mix it. He mastered it the first time and I want him back in it. I want to get as many cooks in that kitchen as possible when it's safe to do so. And yeah, I, and I had, a, I had a second record, like 90% done before all of this happened. And then, yeah. And so yeah, just do the unknown King re-release first, then get back on the second album. And then from there, I'm not really sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I definitely want to do more production and stuff like that. And man, I mean, if you're cooking, I'm ready to eat. <laughs> um, I remember what I was going to ask. Um, yeah. do you, how often do you make it down to Milwaukee? Not as often as I'd like. Um, <laughs> I know my, and probably the closest I even get was is like going to Oconomowoc and see my parents. But my sister went to school in Milwaukee. And while she was living down there, I had been down there more and like seeing her and stuff like that. But yeah, not as often as I'd like. And I definitely would like to change that in the future. I hope you do. Cause we'll have to get you in on some shows when shows are a thing. Yes. I, yes. I look forward to some unknown king sets. Uh, yes, thank you. You're in our town, man. I, you know, I, I'm excited to hear what you have working on, man. And I, um, you know, I'm just like, I, I consider, you know, the surrounding towns of Milwaukee that have artists like Oshkosh or Oconomowoc, as far as Kenosha, <laughs> yeah, Christine, like. I'll consider that to be sort of part of the same scene because a lot of those artists come to Milwaukee to play their shows anyway. Oh yeah. Um, so 
Yeah, man. Uh, we don't know how long this this uh, quarantine is going to spill into next yeah. year. You know, and I, and I even remember too, like back in March, thinking like when the and like around April when the our order got extended, being like, oh man, I wonder if it's going to hit my my birthday is April twenty first. I'm like, oh, I wonder if that's going to happen on my birthday. It did, and when it did, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then obviously. Uh, I'm like, oh man, I wonder. I'm like, oh man, I wonder what'll happen if this goes out to our anniversary. Like, like if this is an issue in August, it was. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's really, it's really weird. It's really up in the air. What at this point, what's gonna happen? But, bro, I tell you, my birthday's in January. Yeah. It'll probably be some shit. <laughs> it'll probably be some shit until then. Um, because, At least. Well, it's because people like you and me, like, and it's it's unfortunate to say, but like people like you and me talking about, you know, these um, le- left leaning progressive ideals <laughs> is rather the minority in our state. Mm-hmm. Um, my girlfriend and I last weekend we went to Bong Recreational Area, mm. which is like kind of outside of like Burlington, Racine area. Ah, gotcha. And uh, you know where Mars Cheese Castle is? Oh, I always hit that up on my way into yeah. Illinois. <laughs> yeah, it's it's right on that exit. You just keep going west. Okay, and, yeah. Man, I thought we tried to start we started counting the Trump signs <laughs> on our way there. It it's crazy how prideful so much of our state is in conservatism and uh, like man the rnc is going on right now and oh boy it makes you want to cry dude i know yeah it's crazy too like a a couple weeks or a few weeks back um my family and i decided to kind of meet in the middle uh there was this ice cream place that my mom wanted to try so i think it's like kelly's creamy or something like that it's in oshkosh and so it ended up, so it's this nice, quaint little farmhouse. It's like in the middle of a field. And it, I'm thinking, oh, you know, yeah, this will be nice and peaceful. It'll be like quiet. No one's going to be here. I pull up. There are cars everywhere. There are people everywhere not wearing masks. I'm parking in the grass like all the way in. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh, this, oh, this hurts. Yeah. Dude, yeah, my family, uh, my parents, my sister, and I probably the only people wear masks. Like, and it was oh my god. Dude, yeah, I went to um, <laughs> I went to an outdoor show. Um, my buddy's band is playing. I went to an yeah. outdoor show in Port Washington. Mm. No one but the staff were wearing masks. Ooh. No staff, man. And it's just like, shit is just such a um. It's like this shit is if you I feel like if you don't live it's like if you don't live in like a high concentrated densely populated city mm-hmm. like where there's people that are legitimately socioeconomically affected by what's going on right now people just think this is all made up <laughs> you know <laughs> like and it's nah man it's people don't so, believe science no they how do we get to a point where people can watch a scientist talk and be like, no, I, 
No, I watched this YouTube video. I know more than this. No, I this is. Watch this TV host, you know, <laughs> who's being paid millions of dollars by Republicans. I believe him. <laughs> Dude, people, yeah, it's like, bro. Empath- watched, empathetically tired, this is why. <laughs> yeah, bro, I watch a lot of John breaks Oliver. breaks me. I watch yeah. a lot of John Oliver. And, like, this, like, people should watch his special on Alex Jones because it's insane how much Ooh, money that? this man has and <laughs> that's a dude that's a dude that is he is Yikes. a yeah no that dude that dude is a um he is just an issue in in itself he just loves to stir the pot like at any cost yeah but he but if anything he's just a he's a beacon of reactionary emotions you know oh yeah i'm hoping we can get 45 out this november i think we can do it Mm -hmm. Um, i honestly genuinely do think that i mean i don't know if you follow the lincoln project at all but i don't think i have yeah i'll need to be clued in well dude there's so many i mean i'm i'm a leftist anyway but yeah right but if i believe but it's just the fact how many Republicans are endorsing Biden at this point. Like, I think he has a chance to, I think we have a chance to. It can't be ignored at this point. I think we can get this fucking dickhead fucking fucking shit bag out of, out of the office, but we're going to leave. We're going to leave it at that. (laughs) Yep. He's had enough of, he's had enough of our energy and our time. Yeah. Exactly. We can't give him any more airtime. So, Dylan, um, as we uh, as we're winding down here, uh, mm-hmm. tell me what keeps you up at night. Uh, yeah, just uh, I mean, at this point, I guess my real focus is just trying to just better myself. Yeah. Um, I've definitely had a lot of the struggle with mental health issues over the past. A few years, um, it's def- I feel like it's changed me uh, in terms of like how I remember myself being like back in high school or early on in college, and uh, it's just been a lot of lot of repair work. Yeah, just trying to get confidence in myself again. Just uh, try to find like passion for things again. Like, it, it's yeah, it's a, it's just definitely been a complicated time, which is not helped by everything that's going on in the world. Um, I know lately, yeah, it's just it seems like these times, it's just very easy for all of this to turn a person cold yeah. or bitter, and I and I'm trying to not let that happen to me. Yeah, man, I. I it's harder that. than it's easier said than done, but. I am doing my damnedest. Good. Hey, man, I'm, I'm proud of you for sharing that and saying that, and I'm, um, I'm totally there with you. I struggle with a lot of mental health issues too, and my therapy. I feel like I've redefined just sort of like the outlet that therapy has become for me. Mm-hmm. Like before, it was kind of just like a check-in with like sort of just how my daily routine and stuff was working for me, but since mm-hmm. quarantine, now it's like, 
making sense of everything changing and piecing together how oh, yeah. I'm going to change with the world. Mm-hmm. And that has been really hard. Oh, that's, a, that's important. Yeah. That's important. Yeah, man. I, man, therapy is, is a God sentence. Oh yeah. And, and I hadn't done it for much longer than I should have. It's the, but the past few weeks I've been seeing someone up here and it's been really helpful. Yeah, just all the stuff going on in the world. And my family is grieving because uh, my grandfather passed away on Saturday. And so that, and there was Parkinson's with that. And like we had worked our damnedest to make sure that he had a good life. So it's just dealing with the family grief and just like the grieving of the world. It's been a lot, but yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm doing my best and, yeah, therapy has been quite helpful so far, and I'm only like three weeks in, so I can only imagine what it's going to be like when we're like months in. Yeah. Well, my condolences to your loss, man. I'm sorry to hear that. Thank you. Yeah, I. we are doing our damn best, um, and uh, this for one, like, you know, having interactions like these, like... Mm-hmm. They really helped me at least. And I, you know, I, I think that this people have a lot to say right now. I've noticed oh, like, yeah. the episodes I've been uploading the last couple of weeks have, I've noticed that they're a lot longer than they usually are. Yeah. Cause a lot of people are holding a lot of shit in right now. And, and I'm, I myself am still having a hard time trying to exactly articulate. Yeah. I've always had a hard time articulating, but and just like with everything going on, it, it's been more difficult to compartmentalize certain things and just like, like, how do you really feel about this? Like, especially how is for this us, affecting you? Especially for us men, you know, like it's not as, we're not as socially conditioned to like talk about our vulnerabilities like openly in yep. something like therapy, but that is changing and I'm glad mm-hmm. to see that. So that being said, what puts you to sleep? Oh, what puts me to sleep? Yeah, yeah that's a good question too. Um, just feeling content with what I did during the day, and that, uh, and obviously that's been different with the quarantine and everything, the pandemic. Um, but just like being happy with what I did during the day, no matter what that may be whether I am working on music or I just kind of have a day to myself or I'm trying to find a new job or something like that. Yeah. I just don't want to be dissatisfied. That's real, man. I, yeah, I'm just, I, I respect that too. Like, you know, I don't like to go to sleep on an on unfinished business. Mm, yeah. Um, I was, if I have to be up until 2 a.m. for an episode to upload, I will be. Because otherwise, like, I didn't finish what I had to get done. Yeah. Um, lately, I've been trying to watch more comedy because... Yeah, we need some levity, right? I, I, I watched uh, Arrested Development. Great show. Dude, it's the funniest fucking show I've ever seen. Great show. And I, <laughs> I also, um, like, I just, I have to revisit, like, old movies I used to really enjoy when I was younger because... I feel like a lot of us need some lightheartedness right now. Comfort food. Yeah. 
for me, that's been, uh, I, I recently got a Xbox again and game pass and getting the kingdom hearts games again. Oh, fun. Playing the fir- playing through the first one again. I've beat it so many times. It's that's comfort food for sure. Yeah. Dude. I, my roommates used to, uh, my old roommates played a shit ton of Kingdom Hearts. And I just remember I would just be in my room, just, you know, minding my own business. And then I would just hear, here we go. <laughs> I, yeah, I even remember when that came out. This, like, the disconnect of, like, I'd spend nights at my grandma's house with my cousins. They'd bring the PlayStation over. And I would watch them play, like, Final Fantasy VII, Final <laughs> Fantasy Tactics. And then when Kingdom Hearts came out, I'm just sitting there like, wait, so it's Final Fantasy and and Disney? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> how, how does that work? Yeah. And to see what it's become, it's definitely, yeah, it's oh, yeah. one of my favorites. Shit, man. Shout out to Kingdom Hearts. Amen. Thank you, Dylan, for being on the show. No, thank you for having me, man. It's been a pleasure. But man, it's great hanging out. Uh, we'll get and together we'll do it soon. In, yeah, we'll do it in person soon when it's safe. We will. A- absolutely. Thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy, everybody. I'll be posting links to Dylan Finley, the Unknown King, and his music. Uh, we look forward to hearing his reworked, remastered album. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, see you guys next time. Thanks again. We'll, peace out. <laughs>